What's up, guys? Welcome back to another live stream. Welcome back to my studio. Welcome back to my life. Uh, welcome if you're here live. If you're not and you're watching or listening after the fact, welcome to another video and or another episode of Sounds of the Future. If you're not live, join us next time. We go live every Friday at noon right here on YouTube. So come hang out, come ask questions, and come uh, meet some cool people. So everybody who's here, what's up, y'all? Thanks for hopping in today, man. Uh, we're back. We're doing it. We are live. It's a big day. Um, hanging out. And um, yeah, the uh, pre-order for or pre-sale, I guess, for the course is now officially live and available. I just threw the uh, link in the description of this video. So if you want to go sign up and pre-register, uh, it's going to drop in two weeks. Uh, you can go do that for a discount today. It's like 30 bucks off, um, normally 99 bucks. And today or for the next two weeks, it'll be 69. So go uh, grab it if you want to. So big day. Yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? Eddie, what's going on, dude? Tom, you're back. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Eddie, I'm doing well, man. It's going great. Thank you for asking. Uh, Broken Tea, happy Friday, dude. Canal, what's up, buddy? Uh, Pyralid, hey, dude. Uh, let's see, Ali, can you take roll call and mark me present? Check, you're here. I love it. <laughs> Wayne, what's up, dude? Uh, hello from Ireland. Hello from the U.S. Uh, glad you're here, man. Thank all you guys for hopping in today, uh, for being here so quick, too. Everybody hopped in uh, pretty early. I like it. That's what we like to see. Um, let's see, Eddie. Uh, let's uh, let's answer your question. So, what is your thought about the marquee feature so far? Um, I actually haven't used it yet. I am aware of it. I know how it works. I've been uh, served marquees from other artists before, but I have yet to actually test and try it. In fact, I didn't know that it was. Um, Maybe I did know that it was available and just haven't tried it yet, but I thought that it wasn't available to like the greater public yet. So if it is, then obviously I have to um, uh, go test that out for the channel. Hey, Kalebo, thank you. <laughs> I mispronounced it half the time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I pronounce it one way uh, one week and one way uh, another week. So thank you for clearing that up for me, buddy. Kalebo. What's up, dude? Thanks for being here today. Uh, Leo. Hey, dude. Hey, uh, Leo, thank you for your comment on my video uh, from yesterday, dude. I hadn't thought about the difference in ads in those terms between like music fans and music marketing fans as far as Instagram ads are concerned. So that was very illuminating. I really, really appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. Um, it's one of the beautiful things about making content and putting on the internet. You know, at first you're like, well, this is kind of terrifying. I'm going to look like an idiot if I get it wrong or if I don't know something. And then you come to find out that like you can learn so much by kind of like crowdsourcing your information. I mean, if I, if I hadn't posted that video, I never would have gotten that comment from you and never really would have thought about it in those terms. So even though I'm the one who made the video, it was nice to be able to use that as an educational moment for me to be able to learn something new and think about things a little bit differently. So anyway, all that to say, I appreciate that. Um, Burrows, what's up, dude? Thanks for hopping in today, man. Aaron, yo, Tom, it's been a minute. My bad, I sleep in too much. Dude, it is all good. Uh, I'm glad you're here today. Thanks for hopping in today, man. Um, 
Let's see. Peerlet, has anyone else's cost per conversion gone up in the past couple of weeks? Yes, mine has gone up. Um, I would say probably in some in some cases it's doubled. Um, it's gone up fairly significantly. Yeah. I mean, fortunately for me, and I'm in a, I'm in a position where it's gone from like six, seven, eight cents to like 13, 14, 15 cents per conversion. Uh, but even with my like Instagram growth campaign, that's for Spotify for my Instagram growth campaign. It's gone up from like hovering around five cents for the most part to now it's hovering around like eight cents for the most part. So even that is a 60% increase, which is not, not awesome. So yeah, I'll be interested to see if anybody else has had that problem for sure. Uh, Let's see, Leo. Yeah, man, just saw that you responded to it. Glad you liked it. Super interesting for sure. Yeah, it definitely is, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, all of my all of my advertising that you know talk about on this channel has all been geared toward Spotify and being an artist. And I haven't really marketed at all uh, for being like I don't know a personality, an educator content creator, whatever label you want to slap on it. I haven't done any paid advertising for that at all. Um, I've just made YouTube videos, posted them and engaged, and that's been it. So now we're getting to the point where I'm going to have to start sort of compartmentalizing who I'm trying to target and for what purpose, uh, especially having just, you know, released a course. So I'm going to, once kind of pre-sales over, over and make sure everything's working well, as far as people signing up, getting to where they need to be, everything's happening. When I start running ads for that, you know, my target demographic is me very different from what my target demographic is for just trying to get fans of my music on Spotify. So that's going to be a very interesting thing to test and cover on the channel. I mean, we're probably going to go back to square one in many respects of me just like testing and failing and testing and failing and trying to get some advertising to work to drive traffic to sell, uh, you know, an educational product. So that's going to be very, very different. So I'm glad that you said that on that video because it's, it's making me, it sort of made me realize like, okay, I really need to start thinking about like, who is my target demographic for this side of things? Because I haven't really thought as much about it as I have about um, like who my target demographic is for music. So it's definitely going to be worth it to dig into that. Um, let's see, Rico. Yo, what's up, dude? Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing your knowledge. Oh man, you're so welcome. Uh, I'm releasing my first single this month and been watching all your Facebook ad videos to set a strategy for my release. Thank you, dude. You're very welcome. I'm so glad it's been helpful. Thank you for watching and thank you for hopping in to say that, dude. I really appreciate it. Uh, Canola, mine's gone up. Okay. Highest up like 50% now, maybe up 10. Okay. You too. Okay. That makes sense. I think it's kind of all of us. Hey, Tano. Hello from Sweden. What's up? Hello. Thank you for hopping in. <laughs> Broken T. Hey, Tom, I'm still working on my music to release. Would your course be appropriate for me? Better yet, who do you think is the target audience for your course? Great question. Um, yeah, I think I think the course would be very good for you, especially if you're still working on music to release. Um, it's the the curriculum is designed to start at square one if you've never run an ad in your life. Um, so for those of you who have, you're probably going to 
you know, hopefully you'll watch through all of the lessons, but you may not apply like the first third of the course because you're already at a point where you're running ads and you want to just refine them. But it'll be good to go through all of that to make sure everything is just sort of up to speed and set up how you want it to be and, you know, see how I do things in detail. Um, but for you, if you've never released music, or if you're still working on music to release, um, yeah, it's the course will get you started from square one for everything uh, and build it like building blocks all the way up to the advanced sort of multiple strategies running at the same time that we do. So, yeah, I think it'll be really good for you. Um and then who do you think your target audience is? Well, knowing what I know about kind of the viewership of this channel and um, the engagement I get across all social media, I would say it's probably overwhelmingly men, uh, probably 90% men, 10% women, maybe 85, 15, uh, between the ages of 18 and probably about 45, 44, 45, with the largest chunk being late 20s, early 30s. Uh, and it's going to be people who are producing and making music, a lot of DIY independent artists, but also I think it's going to be really good for some labels as well, especially like small independent labels who want to run ads for their artists. I know that there are a fair amount of uh, people who sort of engage with and watch the channel who are running small indie labels. And so the content has, they've told me that it's been helpful for them too. So I think that's a big part of it as well. But Mostly I think it's, you know, overwhelmingly men between 18 to 45 who make and produce their own music, a lot of DIY independent artistry who want to um, move from, you know, having a full-time job that they have to dump that money into um, running ads to building an ad strategy that's, that pays for itself. Um, you know, hopefully with the dream of earning enough revenue from, their own music that they don't have to have a full-time job anymore that they can transition ultimately into just doing this full-time if they want to, or just have a little bit extra, you know, pocket money, spending money in their pocket at the end of the month, uh, because their ads pay for themselves and then some. So, um, yeah, long winded answer. <laughs> um, let's see, Jay, my, my campaigns have been fluctuating a lot recently too. Okay. Even once I'm out of the learning phase, my cost per result sometimes shoots up 10 to 20 cents for no reason. Yep. Uh, not not fully 10 to 20 cents, but yes, mine's been the same even when it's out of the learning phase. I mean, I've had ads that have been running for a long time that will just one day, they'll just bump up significantly and then they'll come back down. And it's really odd. It's almost feels like it's an internal ad platform reporting issue, which is causing the like math to work out funny and make the cost higher. So yeah, it's been happening to me too. Uh, let's see, Wayne, I've been running a conversion ad for a new song worldwide minus a few. Okay. 15 cents per conversion. I added a trigger cities ad set, which after 12 out 12 hours was at 10 cents turned off world one trigger. Now 24 cents. I've had similar kind of things happen too, Wayne. Um, I, a video I did a few weeks ago, I started testing an ad set where I combined two ads because the two ad sets were doing so well independently, I thought I'll just put them into one. And that ad set started doing much better than the other two. So I turned the other two off and then it shot up in price. So I turned on the other two, I turned the other two back on because it was within like three or four days and I hadn't lost the data yet. I was like, well, I'm going to go and salvage this. And then that one went back down. Uh, the new one went back down because it was comparing to the old ones again. 
So it doesn't make any sense to me why it's happening that way. Um, but I mean, on average, I'm getting a decent cost per conversion still, so I can't be too upset about it, but it is odd. Just the behavior is odd. That's all I can think to say. It's weird. I don't really understand why. Um, let's see. As is music. Happy, hey Tom, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. Uh, I hope all is well. Uh, looking to start a Spotify growth campaign and debating between sending people to a playlist of our music to build streams and a profile page. Uh, I know you tend to like profile page, but are there some benefits you can see for a playlist outside of stream growth? Outside of stream growth, not really. Uh, if you're going to send people to a playlist with the objective of just getting streams, it's a great plan. Uh, it's a very effective plan. If you want any other additional metrics to be added onto your profile, sending somebody to a playlist is probably not going to accomplish any of those. Um, People don't save as much from playlists. People don't follow as much from playlists. Uh, you might get a lot of repeat streams and a lot of streams in general, but once they leave that playlist, they're not, they don't have your song in their library and they're probably not following you. So if you're going to run a playlisting campaign where you're driving traffic to a playlist of all your music, I would only, I wouldn't do that by itself. I would only do it if you're running a Spotify growth campaign first. The most fundamentally important in my book is a Spotify growth campaign, the one that sends directly to your profile, follow button in the face, list of songs right there. You get streams and a follower out of it, uh, you know, higher likelihood than any other type of campaign. You automate it for $10 a day or whatever you want to spend, and you let it right off into the sunset, always kind of testing new ads and creatives when you drop a song. Once you've established that foundation, then we can add on release campaigns when you drop a new song and we can add on the playlisting campaign. In fact, that's something I plan to start covering and testing a little bit on the channel is running a playlisting campaign and seeing how that goes and seeing what the effects are specifically on streams. So it's kind of like uh, if you envision a rectangle with two square building blocks on top of it to create a full square, the rectangle at the bottom, bottom 50% of the big square is your growth campaign. Then you have a rectangle a quarter of the square, which is your playlisting campaign and a rectangle, or excuse me, a square, which is a quarter of the square uh, of your um, big one. That's the release campaign. So it's kind of like the three. Um, let's see where I lost my place. Um, okay. Uh, Kalebo nailed it. <laughs> uh, I think you advise excluding India and Philippines in ads as they take most of the conversions. Do you set up a separate ad set with just India and Philippines? to take advantage of the cheaper cost per click? And if not, is there a reason for this? So I don't. Um, hey, the official legacy. Thanks for the sub. If you're in here, I appreciate you. Um, so I don't. No, I don't target them specifically at all. And the reasons are that most of my streams come from North South America, Europe, and um, Oceania. Very few streams come from any Asian countries for me, even when I'm targeting them. And the highest amount of streams I get from countries that I would want to target uh, are Japan and Taiwan. I get some streams from Philippines, some from India, some from Thailand, some from Indonesia, some from Malaysia. But that's about it. Um, you know, barring like, you know, one or two streams for other countries, which happens, of course. But um, if I don't target India and I don't target Philippines, and I don't target Indonesia, and I don't target Thailand, that's not going to make or break it for me in my efforts to grow as an artist on Spotify. 
Uh, so I don't feel compelled to add them in because I don't feel like I'm necessarily losing a ton by leaving them out either. Um, those countries are probably not going to be the place where my target demographic is most widely found for listening to my music. Also, the likelihood of me ever doing anything specifically in any one of those countries is exceedingly low. Um, the likelihood of me touring in general as an artist is probably pretty low anyway, but even if I did, the let's just say the likelihood of me touring is 100%. Let's just say that. The likelihood of me playing in the United States is 100%. The likelihood of me making it to South America or Europe, just a plane ride, plane ride away, um, is significantly higher than me making it anywhere in Asia. Um, and then the sort of relationship that the U.S. music has with Australia is also pretty significant as well. So there is a likelihood that I would go, go there as well um, as compared to Asia. So all of those countries in especially Southeast Asia, um, I mean, the only artists who make it out there are just jai freaking gigantic. Um, Chainsmokers, Diplo, Coldplay, like that's who goes over there. Uh, and the likelihood of me doing that's very low. So um, I don't take, I don't target those countries at all just because um, it's kind of a net zero either way. Uh, well, there's a net, it's a net negative if I target them because they eat up all the traffic, but it's really not a lot to be gained by worrying about them too much from my perspective. Um, let's see. Uh, Aaron, if your goal is more streams for algorithms, I'd say do all Spotify countries, but for return on investment, find the balance between cost per click and countries that pay for the most stream for your music. Yeah, that's smart, smart move, dude. Um, thinking about which countries pay well is a very important thing to pay attention to as well. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate you responding, man. No, no worries on the essay, <laughs> dude. I love it. Uh, absolutely. Answer, answer. If you know the answer, please help out. Um, let's see. Burroughs, I followed your IG growth campaign, did my own campaigns for IG post boosts and wanted to ask a bit of a broad question based on results over the last six, six ish months. Okay. I've noticed the quality of followers and engagement has been a bit odd. Perhaps it's my target countries, but most of the accounts look like they're bots, private account, zero posts, odd bios, etc. But then I see them viewing my stories. Have you noticed the same uh, issues? If not, could you recommend which countries I should or shouldn't be targeting? Um, for IG related campaigns. So I haven't noticed that as much. No, uh, I feel like my, um, my engagement has been good. My follower growth has been good. The followers have been getting been good, but you have to remember too. I, my data is a little bit different because I'm getting a lot of spillover from YouTube. I mean, every single day I'm getting a few new followers who are coming over from YouTube. So you're talking about probably splitting the difference a little bit between people coming from YouTube to follow me and people coming from my ads to follow me. So it's probably not quite a fair comparison because of that. Um, but I would say if you are seeing that, I would probably focus your follower growth on that platform specifically on North South America, Europe and Oceania, and probably leave out um, just Africa and Asia at large and see where that gets you first. From there, see where the engagement's coming from, um, and maybe you could even narrow in even more um, 
and fit, you know you'll start to see a pattern i think where you're getting more traffic uh and you know the accounts look like they're not good uh you can just ignore those countries just pull a country out here and there and see if that makes it a little bit better um I see Peerlid. i've been doing a sort of waterfall release lately i have a question though okay when i look up the song that's on release a and b i see two versions one with the cover art of a and other of b but I also noticed that I can save the song from previous waterfall releases. Uh, will it remove the song that's saved from release A from the playlists and libraries? So as I understand waterfall releases, no, it will not remove them, remove that song from playlists and libraries. As long as you're using the same ISRC code, the same song title, artist name, all of that, all of those stats should stick to the same song regardless of the release it's on. I think a lot of the time what happens is the most recent release version of it, that artwork will show up um, most places. If you go into your saved songs, sometimes the old artwork will show up. Um, and I think there's one other place that I can't remember that it, the old artwork will show up as well. But the songs should be linked. It should be fine. It should be the exact same as like when I moved my catalog to change my artist name last year. I just synced up the ISRC codes. I changed some artwork. Everything was fine. So it should be okay um, to pull down the old one. I would just test it with one, like what's the lowest worry song, right, that you've waterfalled. Like I wouldn't do it with Color Eyes because that's your biggest song, but do it with one of the ones that maybe has, has had the least amount of success. That way if you lose the streams and placements, you've not complete, it's not completely lost. So it's okay. Um, let's see, as is great answer. Thanks so much for your time. You're very welcome, man. Uh, let's see, Leo, we have four weeks to get on release radar, right? Should we advertise all four weeks or should we go all in with our budget now? We're in week three now to get more streams in a shorter time. So I like, um, I like hitting it hard day one and then tapering it down, but I like having presence in my ads through the four weeks for sure. So whatever you need to do with your budget to get it all the way to the end of four weeks, I think that's probably the smarter play because you want to keep sending traffic to the song the whole time, the whole window of time. Uh, Fernando. Hey, Tom. Hey, what's up? Uh, I came across some success on TikTok, but it has been mostly on music reviews. Okay. I'm having trouble promoting my music in my reviews because the content quality suffers. How do you do it? <laughs> um, so, um, I do it a little bit differently. I I can get away with it because if you're doing a music review, your focus is the song. And so if you review your own song, it kind of seems a little self-serving probably to some people, I would say. And I don't not, I don't mean to say that you you seem self-serving. I mean maybe some people might interpret it that way. Uh so don't don't hear that. <laughs> um I I mean some people might think that my content is self-serving using my own songs as well, but I think the reason I'm able to get away with it is because it's not about the song. It's about the strategies I'm using to promote it. And I'm just using the song as an example. And the whole reason I started releasing songs is so I could use them as an example. Uh, that's kind of the whole purpose of me being an artist. Um, I would love to achieve some success as an independent artist. Yes. But the purpose of me becoming one was in service of this. So if you could figure out a way to utilize your music, so that the content isn't directly about the music itself, you might have more luck. So if you wanted to analyze like sounds and samples and um, 
maybe you wanted to do something related to your music, you know, some artwork, uh, talk about how you design artwork that way it's sort of related to the song, but somebody can learn Photoshop from you, something like that. Um, I think that's how I've been able to get away with it and have it not, um, hurt the performance of my videos, I think. Uh, See, Degard Music, how do you decide which arrangement you decide to keep your song? Any inspiration or format you follow? Thank you. Yeah, so um, at the end of the day, I pick whatever feels the best to me. To me, producing a song is really about trying to craft moments. Uh, I want to be able to have a handful of moments in a track that kind of give you that dopamine goosebump thing, if I can pull it off. And I do stick to a bit of a formula. I mean, I start with like a verse chorus drop formula and I just usually make it go, you know, kind of four to eight bars of each section. I don't try to reinvent the wheel by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so that's where I start. And then I add in, I'll, you know, I'll do little half bars and pickups and things where I think it's appropriate. Sometimes I might start directly into the verse or add an intro or start with the chorus and switch things up a little bit. And I'll always just try to test myself like, you know, shorten something just to make myself a little uncomfortable and see if I can pull it off. Uh, like uh, my song, We Can Run, is very short compared to the other ones. And I cut the intro or excuse me, I cut the end section of the song down by a full progression just to make myself uncomfortable. I think it turned out pretty cool. Uh, I think it might have been ultimately been cooler if I had kept it going. But at the same time, uh, I'm happy with the way the song is. So I'm glad that I did it that way. So, yeah, I start with a little basic framework and then I just kind of expand out from there. Uh, let's see, Jack, I have a total of around 2000 conversions, but when I try to set up a lookalike audience for people who view content, I can't for any countries because I don't have a hundred people. Why is that? Unfortunately, you may not have had a hundred people in one specific country. So what I would advise is to make an ad set targeting one country, maybe the one where you're getting the most conversions already and run ads to that country alone until you get over a hundred conversions. That way you can guarantee that you have a hundred conversions in one country. Um, just off the top of my head as a recommendation, the probably highest likelihood of being able to pull that off is going to be in countries like Brazil, Mexico, um, Russia, Ukraine, try those places. Uh, they convert really well. Uh, let's see Keanu. Uh, hello, Tom. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm super new to music marketing and I was wondering what would be a good starting point. I have a bit of money around 50 to a hundred dollars. Is that enough to market my music? Yeah, dude, absolutely. It's enough. Um, I would start sending traffic to your Spotify profile with a conversion campaign that routes through a toned in landing page. Uh, I have a video on my channel uh, called, uh, I, it's like the two ads I use to market my music or it's me doing this. I use two ads. That's the cover. Start at that video and that video will link to two separate videos. One is about a Spotify growth campaign and one is a release campaign. You want to run a Spotify growth campaign. So Watch that video and then watch the Spotify growth campaign video, and that should get you set up in the right direction. Um, Wayne, have you ever pitched to radio? I have friends who successfully pitched to national radio in Ireland. I'm not sure if this had much of a boost on Spotify. No, I never really have. I'm not a big fan of radio. Having worked in high-level professional, actual like major label music for many years, I'm not a big fan of the way radio is structured and the way uh, getting played on radio is incentivized. So it's just a game that I don't really want to play. Uh, payola is very much a real thing in radio, always has been and continues to be, and I just don't particularly enjoy it. 
I don't want to play that game, so I just leave it out because I don't honestly I don't think that radio is very effective um, unless you're just a gigantic superstar with a big budget anyway. You know, one play on radio is not probably going to do much for me. The only time radio pulls it off is when Taylor Swift drops a new song and you hear it every hour. That's how they pull it off. I mean, you got to hear the song's got to be played every single hour for it to get drilled into people. But Tom Dupree getting played one time at 3 a.m. is going to do nothing for me. So I just don't even bother. Uh, Dylan. Hey, Tom, dropped my second single, uh, second campaign a week ago. Okay. $300 budget, decent Facebook cost per result, 20 to 30 cents. Okay. It's toned in click through 16%. But streams are near non-existent, less than 60 total in a week. I've triple checked that everything is set up correctly. Ad set targeting is on par with stuff you do in terms of audience size, all Spotify countries, tested different interests, etc. Uh, safe to say this song just hard flopped or any thoughts as to the insane lack of streams. For context, campaign number one did much worse for Facebook cost per result, but ended up being a much stickier song for streams. So what is likely happening is you're getting a, you're getting traffic from somewhere or a collection of places that are clicking through, but they're not converting on the landing page because a 16% click-through rate on the landing page tells me that that's where people are stopping. So people are clicking the ad, but they're not clicking the button. So the issue likely is one of a couple of things. Number one, targeting needs to be adjusted to pull out some countries where you're getting bad traffic. Number two, your ad isn't consistent with your landing page. Uh, You've got an ad that looks one way and tells a certain story and has a certain message, and your landing page is something completely different. So let's say your ad is blue and your landing page is gold. Those are two different colors. I know that sounds really stupid and simple, but if you've got a blue ad of, you know, a guy skateboarding and it just says, uh, my song is out now. And then you've got a gold page with a woman with her hair down and it says, listen on Spotify. Those are two completely different experiences and two completely different calls to action. Um, so your user is probably going to get confused when they land here on the landing page and they go, well, this doesn't look like the place I want it to be. So I'm not going to click this because this could be spam. So you want your ad to look almost identical to your landing page because you want the experience to be cohesive and you want it to look the same as when they land on Spotify, which is why I always recommend the album artwork or something, some, you know, derivation of that so that it looks similar because you want the experience to be the same at every single checkpoint. So one of those two things, bad country, uh, you know, sending bad traffic or uh, your, there's some confusion for the end user. I would I would probably start by testing different ad creative. I think that's probably going to be the place and check the countries. That's what I would do. Uh, see Aaron also see so your courses out. Is it the Spotify artist accelerator uh, on shop.tomdupreethe3rd.com? Yes, it is Aaron. It is out. Uh, it is available. It's available for pre-order. Um, so you can go pre-order the course. Make sure if you do it through shop.tomdupreethe3rd, add the course and the artist access bundle. If you add both of those in the cart, You'll get one year of artist access for free. Uh, the course has an attached sort of community study group, but then the artist access is going to be the big wide community, almost like let's just call it the the college itself. If the Spotify accelerator is a class at this college and it's got a study group attached to it, the college is you know the campus where everybody's going to hang out. So that's artist access. So if you bundle them together, you get artist access for free and you get 30 bucks off the Spotify artist accelerator the next two weeks. So, um, and the artist access is an annual membership. So you get it free for a year. If you dig it, you can renew it, uh, this time next year. If you don't, you can cancel it anytime and you know, no big deal. 
Also, there's a link in the description of this video to the landing page if you want the full <laughs> marketing experience. Uh, you can land there, click join now. It'll scroll you down. You can click yes, I want to join now, and it'll take you right to checkout. So, and if you um, if you have any issues with that, I've had one person who had um, a, a weird like this page is unavailable load. Um, I've had others go through just fine, no emails, everything's fine. Uh, but one one guy had an issue with the link. So if you do have an issue, please email me because I'm trying, I want to figure out what his issue was and I want to make sure that it's not a problem in the future. This is kind of why we soft launch stuff, right? Uh, I want to make sure it's not a persistent thing that everybody's experiencing because everything works for me. Everything's worked for others. Um, but if you want to do a problem, just email me, tom at com, and we'll figure it out. Um, let's see, stage hoppers. Hi, Tom and chat. Is it worth it to hire a visual artist to create an eye-catching visual to increase clicks on ads conversions? Yeah, dude, absolutely. If you have uh, the budget to do that or the relationship to do that, for sure. Uh, good graphics. Good graphics are the key to a successful ad campaign. If the visual in your ad is not engaging, the song will not get listened to very long. So the, the graphic is what grabs the attention, and then they listen to the song, and then they decide, I want to hear more of the song. It's kind of how that like hierarchy of intention goes. So yeah, if you're not graphically inclined, definitely get some help. Uh, let's see, Burroughs. Thanks, Tom. Sorry if you answered this already, but as of today, do you only target North America, South America, Europe, Oceania for every single campaign you have and not target Africa and Asia at all. So currently I'm testing both, uh, but I will say I am leaning into just the four continents over all six. So when in doubt, probably target the four. What I want to do is create a, I'm probably going to create a list of like preferred countries in Africa and Asia. Um, as I dig into data, I haven't had time to really dig into this data. Uh, over the past couple of months because I've been building the Spotify Artist Accelerator. Um, but I want to I want to pick through my data really closely and probably create a list of kind of preferred countries. I know that it's going to be Japan and Taiwan for sure. Uh, but then look at a couple of other ones and see maybe the ones that kind of like we can say are trustworthy for sure and that, that deliver streams and have engaged fans and things like that. So I'll report on that when I know more. Um, Aaron, let's see. So toned in. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're answering that stage hoppers. Hey friends. This is music. <laughs> uh, period. Yeah. So the streams did merge. So the song is the same, same ISRC, etc. but still it seems like the song has separate releases, but also has a different string of numbers when I share a song link. So if I save the song from release a, I see the song with the cover art of release a in the library. And if I save from B, I see B. Smart idea to test with least successful song. Yeah, so you're going to get a different URL because it technically is a different release. And it's going to show up differently in your library because it technically is a different release. But if you delete that first release, I think anybody who has it saved in their library will continue to see the old cover art. But if they unsave it and resave, it's going to be the exact same song with the new cover art, if that makes any sense at all. But it's going to be the same file according to Spotify. So if you think about it like a hierarchy, you've got a URL that comes to a release that associates to a file in Spotify's database, and that's what's attached to your number of streams, your number of saves, 
your playlist ads, all these things. They're attached to that root file. And the URL and the release are a way to get to the data on that root file. This release comes to the same root file. So you can have two different releases coming to the same root file, but all the playlists and things, streams, saves, all attached to that root file. So how you get here up here doesn't matter as much because all the data is connected to this. As I understand it, <laughs> I'm going to be clear about that. I'm not guaranteeing it, but as I understand it, that's how it works, which is one of the reasons I want to test this. I'm planning to test this whole release uh, thing next year and see how that goes. Um, let's see, Keanu, do you have any tips on music marketing regarding YouTube? My brother discovered one of his favorite artists through his covers on YouTube and was planning to do the same. Um, yeah, so music marketing on YouTube. Well, the first thing you need to do on YouTube is make content that people want to watch. Uh, any amount of, I mean, that same goes for making music, right? Like you got to make music that people want to listen to. But making videos that people want to watch can be difficult at first. Um, if you just post your song up on YouTube or just claim your your artist channel and you send people to that, I, I mean, I guess that's that can work for people who are just consuming their music on YouTube, let's say. Like if you treat it as YouTube music, akin to Spotify, akin to Apple Music, then that's one bucket. But if you want to grow a YouTube channel as a YouTube channel, then you've got to start creating content that people want to watch. And only then, once you've figured out your content strategy on here, would I start trying to promote yourself as an artist and grow that channel like that. Um, but kind of the same rules apply if you just want to do the music route and that's it. Um, you can use Google Ads uh, and you can just drive a ton of traffic to specific songs. Uh, specific videos rather and grow it that way. Um, let's see, Ali, could you tell us your story? Okay. How did you get where you are? Do you work with artists? You have a sweet setup. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I have worked really hard on this setup in here. I will tell you that. Um, if you go back and look at some of my older videos, it was not good. Um, and I filmed everything on here. Um, hey, Somebody bought the course. Thank you, whoever bought the course. Um, so <clears throat> my story, uh, so a general, just like a quick synopsis, because this is this could be a very, very long story. Maybe we'll do a live stream where I just tell my story one day. Um, I started playing drums when I was nine, started taking piano lessons when I was seven to get to play drums when I was nine. I had to take piano for two years. That was the deal. And I was able to start taking drum lessons. Um, played all through high school, college, started playing in bars when I was like 15. My dad had to take us to our first couple of gigs um, on school nights. <laughs> um, then I uh, went to college, um, graduated from college, decided I wanted to pursue music full time. I'd already decided that before college, but um, the rule was I needed to go to college in my house. So I went to college um, and I was happy to go to college. I loved college. I had a great time. I'm glad I went to college, but I knew before I went to college that I wanted to get out and tour. So um, I got out of school and started just trying to play with any band I could play with. You know, I've been playing with the same guys for a long time in Georgia. I moved to LA, uh, joined a band there, did some touring, moved to Nashville, joined a band here, got signed to Universal, um, cut a big $100,000 record. It got put on the shelf, uh, didn't get released. We got dropped. We cut another record independently, toured on that. Um, the band ultimately didn't make it. Um, at the end of that, I started touring as a hired gun, uh, did some some stuff with some country artists in town for, for many years. Um, 
just playing all kinds of shows. And that at that point was when I started playing arenas and stuff. And that was super cool. It was very much a step up because in the band I was in, we, we did a lot of shows, but we were always playing kind of like house of blues, a thousand to 1500 seats, which was amazing. Um, but playing 1500 people versus 15,000 is a very different experience. So I started playing to a lot of arenas and amphitheaters and stuff in the States, uh, all over. I mean, I played every single state, uh, Mexico, um, some Canada, I mean, all over North America. Um, and I, from there, I, so I did that tour for a while. I got married at, at 30 in 2015, I'm 36, got married at 30, um, and decided to stop touring. And then, uh, three years later, uh, a friend of mine who had joined the band Collective Soul, I grew up playing music with him. He and I have been friends since we were kids. Uh, he joined the band Collective Soul, uh, about the time I got married a little bit before that. A few years after that, he texted me. He's like, Hey man, look, I know you're not touring anymore, but band Tonic needs a drummer. Do you want me to give Emerson your number? And I was like, yeah, I do give him my number. So Emerson called me, um, went and tried out for them, got the gig, toured with Tonic for several years. It was by far my favorite band I've been in. Um, it was just a ball, but, uh, this earlier this year, I stopped doing that to focus on this a hundred percent of the time. Now, throughout all of this, I've done a ton of session work. I've been uh, a session drummer for a very long time. I've done that in between touring. I still do that. I still produce artists. I still mix and master for other artists, do a lot of things like that. Um, which is kind of my primary income and everything I'm building now is, uh, is a different kind of trajectory that I'm on. I'm really leaning into becoming my own artist and leaning into helping other artists with the marketing and business side of things, not just the producing and mixing and stuff. So that's kind of the, the condensed version of my story. Um, I feel like I have enough world experience in the world of music at this point to to really be very, very deadly and helpful with, with independent artists of kind of all ages, shapes and sizes, because I have, I have been in the room with the most powerful people in music. Um, and I have played clubs to one person. So I've seen it all. I've sat across the table from universal republics, uh, radio team and listened to them BS me about what it takes to win at radio, knowing they're lying to me. I've sat across the table from, radio reps and watch them talk to label reps and see those deals get done. Like I've, I've seen it all. So, and then I've produced and released my own music and managed to get a little work done as an independent artist. So I feel like all of this experience has now positioned me to be able to really, really be helpful uh, to other people, which is what I'm really passionate about at this point in my career. I really, really, really want to help other people win. I want to see, Anybody who wants to do it, whether you're 18 or 60, start making beats in your bedroom and make a profile on Spotify and start earning a thousand dollars a month extra if that's what you want to make just from your own music, because the joy of that is just irreplaceable. So long, long answer uh, to your question, but that's my story. Let's see. Um, let me get caught up. Uh, let's see, Aaron, you're replying. Okay, cool. Uh, Ali also, how many black t-shirts do you own? My guy, <laughs> I own three black t-shirts and it is the only shirt I wear. I always have a clean black t-shirt and I wear a black t-shirt every single day, every single weekday, uh, because it's one less decision I have to make every single morning. 
So it's definitely the Steve Jobs way of doing things. <laughs> um, I'll see you, Wayne. Thanks for the answers. Have a nice day. Man, you're so welcome. Thank you for being here today. Uh, let's see, this is 100% true. We'll do, let's see, uh, read Jack. Okay, recently I had an issue with creating lookalikes. I was able to set up lookalikes based on Brazil, Spain, UK individually, but when I tried to set up based on all three, it didn't work. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if maybe you have to get more, more to apply on um, like multiple countries. I don't know. Um, let's see, Dylan, thanks for the advice. You're very welcome. Uh, toned in art is relatively similar to ad creative. They're not exact. Maybe I'll try a screenshot from the ad. What's your target toned in click through rate from ad campaigns? I like to be above 70%, um, for sure. Most of mine are in the eighties up between 80 and 90, most of them. So I definitely like to be at least 70. Uh, if it's below that, I feel like things aren't quite working how they should. Um, Tom, yeah, man, page unavailable on my end. Okay, cool. I'm going to look into that, dude. Uh, thank you for telling me that. In the meantime, uh, you just go to shop.tomapreetherthird.com and add them to your cart. The discount is automatically applied when you add both of those to your cart anyway, um, and you can check out from there. But I will, I'll double check that button um, because if you're having it too, that means it's not an isolated thing. So I'm going to check that out. Um Let's see, Kalebo, uh, Facebook support said it was because I use Brave as my browser, which has an ad blocker. When I used uh, Google Chrome, it worked fine. Apparently, ad blockers can stop lookalike audiences being created. Yeah, I disable my ad blocker on all things Facebook um, for that very reason. And I use Brave as well. Um, sharper than flat. I wanted to ask about your fairly large following in Russian and ex-Soviet countries. Is this a byproduct or an intended result? This is a byproduct. Uh, this is just me throwing it out into the universe and whoever likes it, likes it. Um, really what I'm trying to get to is a point where my $10 a day of ad spend is covered. Once that's covered, uh, or when I get closer to it being covered, about halfway there right now, uh, I intend to niche down on more specific countries and areas um, that I really want to see significant growth um, outside of just kind of wherever I get it. I'll probably meet, you know, I'll probably zero in on like the US, the UK, um, uh, Australia, countries, uh, probably predominantly English speaking countries where uh, I want to grow my fan base. Um, so Russia isn't necessarily like an intended, I didn't just, I didn't set out to like grow in Russia, but that's where the response has been. And I'm grateful for it. I appreciate everybody in Russia who's listening. So I'm not super picky on it. Um, let's see. Uh, Aaron. Turner. Okay. Dope. Yeah. Your, so your course landing page is broken for me. Artist accelerator dot. Uh, okay. Links to a page. that says the checkout page you're looking for does not exist. Okay. I'm going to fix this link. <laughs> Do it when I get off of here and figure out how to make that happen. Thank you for telling me. Um, okay. Burroughs, same for you. Okay. Interesting. I don't know why that is. Um, yeah, I just tried, uh, just tried that landing page and it works fine for me. Kalebo. Okay. So it's like 50% of the people it works for and 50% it doesn't work for. I don't understand. So what I'm seeing is uh, on, on the link. In the link, if you like check out the link in the actual URL bar, there's like a, the one I've seen said uh, could, like blocked cookies or something like that. So I think it might be a cookies setting thing. Uh, so I will, 
fix that and figure out a way to route it to a different link than the exact one I'm using. I'll figure it out. In the meantime, just go through the shop and we'll get it worked out. Thank you all for checking. I really appreciate it. Uh, and for those of you who have gone to the shop and bought since we've been on here, I've noticed a couple of the notifications. Uh, I really, really appreciate you guys, man. I really, really cannot thank you enough. Thank you for your support. Um, let's see. Degard signed up for the course. Thank you, dude. Uh, when will it be available? It'll be available in two weeks. Um, I think we'll be good to sign up to understand faster. Thank you. And please everyone support Tom. Dude, bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it'll be available in two weeks. It's going to go live on Friday, October 15th. So two week pre-sale at $69. Uh, on Friday, October 15th, it's going to go back up to $99 for the course, but you'll still get the artist access community bundled in for free for a year. Um, okay. So Aaron, you were able to get it from the shop page. Awesome, dude. Thank you. Uh, Keanu, thanks so much for answering my questions. Got to go now, but I'll definitely come back with more. Awesome, dude. You're very welcome. Thank you for hopping in and asking. Uh, let's see, Logan. Hi, Tom. Hey, uh, I registered my first pixel on Facebook. However, Facebook asks me to install pixels code to a website. I don't have my own site. I just have a toned in landing page. Uh, tell me, please, do I really need to create a website? I just don't understand why I need a website uh, for an ad of the other link. No, you definitely don't need one. Um, toned in technically is your website in this regard. Um, Let's see on pixel settings page. I can't see that mine landing page has a pixel. I put a URL link to test. Facebook says there are no actions. However, Facebook pixel helper extension uh, for a browser tells me, okay, I'm not sure what I need to do. So yeah, you don't need to make your, your own website. All you need to do is put that pixel in a toned in smart link. So when you set up a smart link, there is a field to just drop in that pixel ID, just the string of numbers. That's it. Uh, once you do that, you can test using that exact link and you should be able to receive events from it from there. Uh, but you don't need to go through the pixel helper, um, the coding, none of that. You don't need to have a website, none of that. Um, so you're good to go if you just do it that way. Sin with Sebastian. Uh, thanks for sharing your story. Very interesting. Okay. Most people don't know that you can be signed. Your record gets shelved. Yeah. I had a number one double gold hit and still my second album got shelved. There you go. This is exactly why, first of all, that's awesome. Double gold is sick. Congratulations on that. Um, but this is why I am so passionate about this independent music thing. Because when you are in charge of your own business, when you own your own catalog, when you're the chief executive officer of your craft, you don't outsource decision-making to anybody else and you own 100% of the upside. Nobody else gets to decide to put your album on the shelf except for you. And that, to me, is important. Any startup founder in Silicon Valley doesn't outsource their ability to take their product to market. <laughs> like, I mean, when you bring on a board of directors, I mean, like, let's take Amazon, for example. Like, uh, Jeff Bezos only owns about, like, 15 or 16% of Amazon. He doesn't own the whole thing. So there are decisions that are made from, you know, from the board of directors and things like that. But early on, he didn't relinquish power over his company and lose the ability to take that company to market. Like he was able to bring the product to market so that you can get into a position where it creates value for other people. When you sign a deal, most deals, you give away the ability to make that choice before you've ever put a product out on the market most of the time. For us, that was the case. We had never put a product out on the market 
And then we were told we couldn't and that the label owned it. And I just think that's a bad deal. So I would love to see a world where people don't feel compelled to take that deal if it's offered to them. I want to see somebody making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year off of their music on Spotify and various other things they do so that when a label comes and says, we'll give you a $200,000 advance for 70%. You go, <laughs> absolutely not. That sounds terrible. Thank you. That's the world I want to live in. Um, let's see. Music producer vocals. I'm a producer that started to sell vocal packs. Do you have promotion tips for me? So not a ton because that's a world that I'm starting to get into is e-commerce. But you're going to have a, a probably more complex funnel than just like landing page to Spotify. You're going to do a lot of retargeting. Uh, things like that to get people to get there and actually purchase because from zero to purchase is, is a bigger journey than zero to listen. But I'm planning to start covering that kind of thing here on the channel more frequently in the future. So uh, if you subscribe, then be on the lookout for that in, you know, in the future. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lonnie, hey, sorry if I missed this, but how long is the Accelerator Artist Access sale going on? So it's going on for two weeks. Uh, it'll be on sale for two weeks at $69. Friday, October 15th, the course will be available to start taking and it will go up to $99. And you'll always be able to bundle in the artist access community for free as long as you buy the Spotify Artist Accelerator. If you don't want to buy the course and you just want to just want to join the community, that's $49 a year. So less than 5 bucks a month. Uh, Tom just purchased the course, dude, bless you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Um, Tristan, can you release singles with the same cover art and release an EP, which includes all those songs and the same cover art? So the cover art is where you run into a bit of a problem there. I'm not sure, but I don't think you can use the exact same cover art every single time. I think that's where you run into issues. So you have to change a little something on there. Because I think you might get flagged by your distributor if you try to do it that way. As long as you change the cover art a little bit, I think you'd be okay. Uh, Sim with Sebastian. If you release an album from single, said that already released, how many new songs do I have to be on the album to be not judged to be a compilation? So an album, an EP is six songs with 30 minutes of runtime or less. An album is seven songs with 30 minutes of runtime or more. Compilation, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know what... I think that might be something that you have to indicate in the back end when you upload your body of work for release. So I'm not positive on that. Broken Holiday. Hey, dude. Have a great weekend, everyone. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Uh, Tom, happy to support. Dude, it is much appreciated, man. It really is. Uh, Thumper Gray, is there a reason why you use Toned In instead of Hyped It? Toned In costs $60 and Hyped It costs $10 a month. Seems like you could spend the Toned In amount uh, on Facebook ads and use the Hyped It link service. So Toned In has an unadvertised free tier, and everything that we cover on this channel is included in the free tier. So you don't have to pay $60 a month. You can actually use it for free. Um, that's why I use Toned In. Uh, it's one of the biggest reasons why I use Toned In. The second biggest reason is that I think Toned In is faster and has better graphic design on their landing pages. Their pages load faster and they look better. So I think they convert better. Uh, I think a lot of the time, I, I mean, I, I'm not, hype is not bad. I just like Toned In better. That's it. Um, and Toned In is free. So those are kind of my two big reasons. 
Um, let's see, Tom, would you be able to shed any light on which publishing services you use? Perhaps it's a video's worth of content. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, that's a great idea. I use, um, I have all of my, assuming, wait, publishing. Okay, so you, do you mean like uh, performing rights or do you mean like, um, like what is it, uh, like, like sound exchange and song trust, that kind of thing? Um, or I guess you probably don't mean performing rights on organizations. So, um, yeah, I'll look into that and, uh, and figure out a video to make on it. I also want to start trying to figure out some stuff about sync as well. Cause that's a world I know nothing about. So I'd like to learn more about that and probably start covering that too. But that's a great suggestion, man. Thank you. Um, let's see, Ali, the thing about label deals only go into them with leverage 100%. That is the critical word. I'm so glad you used that word. Don't care about, don't care much for Russ, but he was spot on with his whole approach to music. Yep. A hundred percent, dude. Um, artists get taken advantage of when they have no leverage in the deal. And if you haven't earned leverage, then you don't deserve to have leverage in the deal. So if a label says we want 70% and you have nothing to push back. Okay. Song trust. Cool. Thank you, Tom. Um, if you don't have any, you have no way to push back. So you've got to, the only way you win in a record deal is if you have a viable, stable business. So if you have a pr like profitable, stable business as an artist, then a record deal might make sense, might make sense if it's a good deal. But if you have no leverage and no profit and no business, then a record deal is a terrible idea. But the odds are you're probably not going to get offered one anyway. Um, Logan's uh, vinyl music collection. Wow. Thank you so much for your help. You're very, very welcome. Uh, you got one subscriber. Awesome, man. Thank you. I watched almost all tutorials about Facebook pixel with landing pages on YouTube and no one mentioned this moment. <laughs> You're very welcome, man. Uh, Tom, with all the future plans and education you have, what are your musical plans for the rest of the year in 2022? Great question, dude. Um, so um, for music, it is possible I won't release any more music the rest of the year. If I do, probably just one song. Starting in January, my plan is to waterfall release my full album's worth of pretty much already released music. I've released eight songs of me singing, eight vocal songs. I want to take all eight of those songs, add two more, and release a 10-song record. And I'm gonna my plan is to release two EPs waterfall release style. So it's either going to be I release the first five in an EP and the second five in an EP, or I might do the first four the next four and then release a full length record with two previously unreleased songs. It's looking like that's probably going to be the way I do it. So even though I will have only released three songs this year, next year, uh, technically I'll release 10 songs total, but technically, technically I'll release, uh, 10 songs, um, one album and two EPs in a calendar year. So I'm kind of like just, catching my breath right now until I sort of push hard on that. Because now that I've got this course done, once I get the link fixed and everything's sort of running smoothly with this and we're all enjoying the community and things are kind of flowing there, um, it gets turned on to autopilot just a little bit. I'm out of building phase so much. Um, and then I can start focusing more attention on music again. Uh, I Ideally, I would love to release one more song this year, but it's going to be a matter of getting to it. Um, I think it's possible that I could get to it and maybe drop one in like November, December. But in that instance, I think I probably just want to hold off and wait till next year. So we'll see.
Um, let's see, John, any thoughts on Project Noom? It's a Cardano-based music blockchain project. I have never heard of that, and I'm going to write it down right now because uh, that is very fascinating to me. I love Cardano, and I love crypto, and I'm all about that. Thank you for telling me about that, John. Noom. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out, dude. Uh, Logan, could you also please tell me what's the point in creating a domain before your answer? I literally was so close to buying a domain and hope to fix my problem with the pixel. So, um, you have to have your own domain to run conversion campaigns on Facebook. That's just how it works now. Also, it's just a good move from a brand perspective, from a business perspective, go ahead. Even if you're not using it for more than just this owning it, make sure you own it and you have the rights to it. Uh, if you, you know, if, and when you want to use it down the road, because at some point you're going to want to have a website, even if it's just a card website, and that's a basic, basic landing page with social links, you're going to want to have some sort of website presence as an artist. So I think that's a good place to start. Um, so yeah, go and get you one. Uh, let's see. Racek, Tom, are you still advertising your previous songs continuously? Or are you only advertising your latest release? So the ads I still have going are for Hero and Lions, because those are the ones that have done the best in the past. Uh, so Lions was January and Hero was May. So those are the ones still going. Uh, Broken T, are you open to collabs with us, your audience here? Dude, 100%. My plan is to start incorporating that next year. Uh, as I'm releasing this Waterfall release album next year, I want to start uh, getting some of you guys to do some remixes. I want to do a full remix record of the whole album that drop after it just in one fell soup i probably want waterfall release that um just one big remix record i'd love to have somebody different remix each of the 10 songs and then after that when i start doing my next album uh my plan is to do a lot more collabs have some guest vocalists um probably i mean probably mostly guest vocalists maybe some guest producers we'll see um yeah probably maybe one or two uh but i'd love to do like a you know 10 song record again but with a lot of community involvement. I think that would be a lot of fun. And my plan is to probably use the artist access community as a place to facilitate that. Um, I want to, the kind of main thing I want to do with uh, that community is I don't want it to be a community that's like about me. I want it to be everybody sort of participating equally. And I want to be an equal participant on equal footing. Um, obviously I'll have to be like the moderator, but my goal is to have some of you guys help me moderate as you decide you want to be really involved with it. Um, so probably a couple of other moderators and admins in there to help with that uh, at some point, but there is already a space in there for collabs. So inside of that community, there are multiple spaces and one of the spaces is for collabs. It's just a place to post. If you want to do a collab, if you're looking for something specific, almost like a little message board, like, Hey guys, I want this kind of artist on this song. And here's a, you know, a, don't share this link, but here's a rough mix on, you know, private link on SoundCloud. If you want to check it out, here's the file you listen to it. And this is what I want to do. And so I think that'll be a good place to do that kind of thing for all of us. Uh, let's see, John, cheers. Uh, cheers to you, man. Uh, Ali, I sensed a fellow Cardano gang member when I clicked here for the first time. Love it. <laughs> you got it, man. Uh, Raysec, my latest release did not do as good as the previous one. Uh, now that I've stopped ads on the previous song, I've been decreasing monthly listeners. Okay. Yeah. Um, that happens. Uh, last question. I've stagnated on my monthly listeners. What are a few things you would change to start going up again? 
Uh, yeah. So just uh, keep keep working to find better ad creative that works well. Uh, go back to using old songs if they work better. Test different ones maybe you haven't tested yet. Um, and you know, and keep releasing new music. That's the biggest driver. Keep releasing new music. Uh, <laughs> hodl baby, a hundred percent. I never know if it's hodl or hodl, but either one I think works. Uh, Raysec, uh, we really appreciate all you do, man. All the knowledge you're sharing. Cheers, dude. You're so welcome. On that note, guys, uh, I'm going to sign off. This has been a wonderful live stream. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you all so much for the support on the course. I've been seeing my notifications just going off um, while we've been in here. And I mean, I just like a bunch of notifications on Shopify. So thank you guys, everybody who's bought the course. I really, really appreciate you. I cannot thank you enough. Um, thank you for the support. I'm really excited for it to drop in two weeks. I am excited for your feedback. I'm excited for your success. I hope that it helps. Uh, I'm excited to catch up with every one of you inside the communities uh, at the TD3 Academy, I guess we'll call it. Um, so if you haven't posted there and introduced yourself there, make sure you post there um, and we'll get talking. And yeah, have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll be back here next Friday, same time at noon. And I will fix that link on the landing page and all that to make sure it's working for you guys as well. So have a great week and I'll see you next time. Peace.